Well, we've had a good week. Looking forward to a good weekend. We're, tonight's the last night of our revival, but we've got our quarterly fellowship tomorrow. Brother Pete will be here to preach. Pete Horn will be here to preach for us. Brother, Brother Victor is going to preach for us. Um, we saw Brother Pete and Sister Patty at lunch today. They were at the restaurant where we went, so uh, good to see them. Um, and he's looking forward to being here tomorrow night. So, um, If you're coming tomorrow night, uh, service starts at 7, but we're going to have supper over at the library at um, 5. So we'll have time to get over here uh, after we eat. And uh, we're supposed to have uh, pizza, Giovanni's. So I know Brother Matt said he can't make it, so there'll be plenty. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Brother X, come ahead. <clears throat> Being forgetful as I am, I want to take make sure that I take time to thank the church for this opportunity. It is a blessing. This is where, spiritually speaking, I grew up. And the Lord has blessed us with good teachers over the years so we can rightly divide the word of truth. I'm a firm believer in Scripture. Everywhere I go, people come up. At least one says, you use a lot of Scripture. And I said, well, I want, when you go, I don't want you to Say, Brother Rex said, I want you to say what the Lord says. Amen. And that's important. The perseverance or the preservation or and the preservation of our salvation, our faith, our love, all the things we have tried to share with you when what is called the doctrines of grace we have no fear of losing them. For the Lord has promised to do a great and a mighty work, and beloved, I know within my own heart he's done one with me, a sinner that has been saved by the grace of Almighty God as he hung upon the cross, and he paid my sin debt. What a great privilege it is to be able to share with you this part of the Tulip Doctrines, as they've, they've named it. The Lord didn't name it that, but they have named it. And it's rightly so. In 2 Timothy, chapter 1, Second Timothy, chapter 1, and verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Truly, it is almost, if you will, a look at the majesty and the greatness and the power and the promises that God has given us. Truly, it is the greatest of all blessings 
He says he had to suffer certain things. But he says, I'm still not ashamed. I know in whom I have believed. That's just one of my verses that the Lord has instilled upon my heart and my memory. That we who love the Lord Jesus Christ can know and trust and speak his name unto a lost and a dying world. And also to know that we are persuaded. It is not something we are blind in. We cannot see, cannot know, and cannot understand that it is truly a part of our salvation, that which is called eternal security. Once saved, always saved. I'm proud to declare it. It is our Lord who has bought and paid for us with his own precious blood that we might have eternal life. Who are we to challenge his authority and declare the truth of the word of God? All those who truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith in his name, not a name of any other, but the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God will preserve un us unto the end. Praise be to God. Beloved, I don't want to try and stumble my way to heaven. I want to walk those streets of gold with blessed assurance. But we'll understand as the days have gone by and eternity is forever. It's just the hours and the days and the time is for man. Because we are weak. In Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. So therefore we do not keep ourselves safe. The Word of God declares that our Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is at this very hour and this very moment in the presence of the Heavenly Father saying, lay not this sin to His charge. He's making intercession for us. We are preserved. We are kept by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not one time has it failed in whom the Heavenly Father has not attended it to do. Truly what a great blessing for the child of God. And understand, we can stand up here and preach for to the Lord come back. But we must understand as the children of God, it's above all that we could ever imagine. We could ever understand in this old earthly flesh, let alone what the Lord has saved us from, but what we are saved unto. Through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of our Lord and our Savior. Above all or more than we can ask or think. If you could sit and ponder all day. Without the foolish things of this world interfering. Oh, what a joy. I dare say we'd probably be sitting in that old rocking chair with tears running down our cheeks with the realization and the understanding that our eternity is made sure in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are kept 
in Him, not ourselves. We don't have to persevere as the world would call it. We just simply follow in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ knowing that He will give us the strength, the ability, the desire, and the understanding that this is to God's glory. To our good and God's glory. We are told here in the Word of God. And we, these promises which God has given unto us as His dear children, are sure unto the end of this, what we call life. From eternity past to eternity future, if there's such a thing, it's eternity now that gives us the greatest joy. For we know in whom we have believed, beloved, all oh, will praise be to God for His love. In 1 Kings chapter 8, 1 Kings chapter 8, First Kings chapter 8 and verse 39. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest for thou even thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men. Lord, you know. Beloved, I'm weak. But with him, I am strong. We are blessed as the children of God. Even thou only knowest my heart. He knows your heart. Yea, we must preach unto a lost and a dying world and declare unto them he knows their heart too. And their need of repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to hear the gospel, we are not to choose. We are told to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And we must. But you know what the blessing is? He knows. See, like I said, we, we get giftful. I never did have a good memory from a little child. But it's growing worse. But I know. I have been taught not men's ideas nor men's opinions, but I've been taught God's Word. So many times I get my Bible down and I will read in it and it will go back and I'll be, be renewed by the Holy Spirit to a certain passage of Scripture where we are brought to mind some great blessing given unto me as a child of God. But the greatest of all things is eternity is sure. No matter what happens tonight or tomorrow or the day after, the Lord sees fit. For only He knows the day or the hour. But we keep going. We keep preaching. We keep studying. We sing praises unto our God. And we witness salvation by grace and not of man. Truly what a blessing it is. Only think that it is said we must see both sides of the corn. There's preservation and perseverance. They work hand in hand. 
We must work out our salvation, not because that we are earning or trying to make our way to heaven, but because we understand we work because we are already promised heaven. We are not set here in a pew and collect dust. That's the reason he scattered his church. They weren't doing enough in the eyes of the Lord, are we? Do we witness? Do we share with those around us the power of God's Word? Oh, I pray that they will tell us that we're hard-headed Baptists. We're not willing to compromise on anything. The same thing over and over again. And it's needful to be preached among the people of this world. We cannot have anything new. That's what they're looking for. Something different, something exciting. But there's no greater blessing that you can receive on this earth than to see someone apart from your own salvation, understand, is the salvation of those that you love here in this life. How many of us here when our children, those who have made a profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, have not shed tears? Tears of joy and praise unto our God. For he has done another mighty work. There can be no greater miracle. No greater miracle. People want to... Miracles. They, we were talking, I think, last night about... They used to have these TV evangelists and they just wave your hand at them and expect people to fall to the ground and flop around like a fish. Forgetting this, they're concentrating on the show and not the fact that what they're doing is wrong and contrary to the word of God. We must serve him. But only through the understanding of the love of our God can bring us true peace. We trust in him. We cannot go to the Lord in prayer. Now he answers our prayers before we even need them because we need the prayers. God knows what we need. Whether it be health, whether it be sickness, uh, whether it be a burden upon your heart or financial need or a physical need of health, whatever it may be, the Lord knows what you need, but we need to go to Him to acknowledge we need Him. Lord, I need you this hour. This very moment. Give me a little taste of that blessed assurance, if you will that I close my eyes knowing it's well with my soul. You know, I love to say that. I say it all the time. Man, they're probably tired of hearing it. But it's well. It's okay. It's okay, Brother Mark Minnie. If the Lord sees fit to take him home, even this very hour, it's okay. It's all right for me to die as game. What a joy. In the book of James again, chapter 2, James chapter 2. And verse 17 and 18. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me that thy faith 
without thy works until I show thee my faith by my works. The glorious light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ should shine from our hearts, our presence, our walk in this world. Oh, what a blessed joy it is to be able to sing how great thou art. What a day that will be. And on and on. Then the day the Lord is coming to take us to be home with him. Lord, we must see him. We must acknowledge him. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our brother. We're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. How great it is. The promise was before the foundation of the world. We've been persevered and for all of these years. Not because of what is in us, because of the promise. My name was written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world and He brought everything to pass to the day and the hour when I would hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of my sins and trust in Him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. I have no fear. I cannot lose my salvation because He has promised to keep me unto that day. Here we must acknowledge the divine design and purpose of Christ redeeming work upon the cross of Calvary. Beloved, we were bought with a price. And a price that we cannot imagine. He suffered as it was in the eternity for my, of my hell laid it upon his back in the ninth hour when all the world grew dark and the heavenly father turned his back to the sun and he suffered as it was in eternity in hell that I might have lived. Brother Pete one time in one of my ordinations here at this very church Brother Pete Horn told me, he, he asked me the question, says, who crucified Christ? Who put him on the cross of Calvary? And I said, I did. Because he went there to pay my sin debt as I hung upon, as he hung upon that cross. He paid for nobody else in the world. He died that I might have life and have it more abundantly and eternity with all assurance is the greatness of our God and our Savior. We are His people. His chosen people, just as surely as the nation Israel was His chosen people, we likewise are chosen and bought and paid for by the blood of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Amen. We must serve Him. Truly, we must declare the truth in the book of Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. I lost my place. Excuse me. And she being forth a son, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Nothing we have to do. There is not a price that we can pay. 
but that Lord Jesus Christ come in the, man, the flesh of a man to suffer upon the cross of Calvary that we might have eternal life. He saved his people from their sins. We are sinners saved by grace. What a great joy. What a great blessing for the child of God. All those that were given unto the Lord Jesus Christ by the Heavenly Father were saved. Not one lost. We said that I think the other night. Not one has been lost. For he has promised and he will bring it to pass. In John chapter 3 John chapter 3 Or excuse me, John chapter 6 and verse 38. John 6 and verse 38. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And beloved, it is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who speaks. He came down from heaven of his own free will. And that's not a good term for a Baptist to use, is it? <laughs> by the determinate counsel of Almighty God. By the will of the Heavenly Father is what I meant to say. Truly we must understand he has given unto us this so great a blessing for a child of God. In verse 39, and this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I shall, I should not, should lose nothing, but should raise it up against that day. Not, not going to lose one, not one. From Saul of Tarsus, the chiefest of all sinners, and we had this debate last night, he was the chiefest of all sinners. It's in the Bible. You can't argue with it. He persecuted the church of the Most High God. The worst of the sins. But likewise, we were guilty. And we do not focus upon those things in the past, but we must strive to be obedient to the calling of the Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ not only into salvation, but also the preaching of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What great joy. In John 15 and verse 16, John 15 and verse 16, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Now the Armenians, you think if you had a Bible especially a King James 1611 Bible, how do you dare to deny the sovereignty of Almighty God? Ye have not chosen me, God's election, but I have chosen you and ordained by, you know, under, ordained by the determinate counsel of Almighty God, He has ordained that these things are to come to pass and they have not failed. Right. That ye should go and bring forth fruit and that you, 
that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye, ask, ye shall ask in my Father, in my name he may give it you. Have you ever sat down with a prayer with a long list and go through a list of this and that and everything, salvation needs to be here and to be there and so on and so forth. How often or how long has it been or if you ever, ever in your life time got on your knees and give thanks and praise unto God and said, Thank you, Lord. We've all been sick at one time or another in our life, grievously ill, not knowing if we're going to put one step in front of another. But we trust in Him. He gives us faith. We say, Lord, if it be Your will, I'll be there. We must understand. We must know that He is able to do all things. And He can give us strength. He can heal us. He can heal the sick. He can raise the dead. One of these days, He's going to say, Rex Smith, come out of the grave. And I'm going to come out of that grave. I hope I blow the whole top off of it. Let them argue and fuss over something they don't have any idea or understanding. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. There was a whole cemetery full of people there, I'm sure. Many tombs, probably beyond what you can count, maybe. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. And on a day of my salvation, there may be a room full of build, a, a building full of people. But the Lord spoke to my heart. And your day and the hour which you heard and you believed, the Lord spoke to your heart. And no other probably heard it. And how it's going to happen, I don't know. The Lord is able to do all things. But He's going to say, Rex Smith, come forth. And it's, you know, we sing that song, it's different now, but it'll be different then. We'll be in the presence of our Lord. We'll be able to sing salvation song. We'll be able to shout to His praise and His honor and glory. Beloved, we're going to be satisfied. You know, those of the world, that's one of the big problems that nobody's satisfied with anything. If you give them a dollar, they want two dollars. They want to party here, party there. They want to take... Your money, my money, they want to break into the stores in New York and Chicago and Philadelphia, everywhere, and take what they very well please because you're hurting their feelings. Because they don't have everything. Well, boo-hoo. I've got Christ. Gold I'm going to walk on. The gates of pearl are going to be as nothing. They're just between me and my Lord, they're going to be moved out of the way. And I love it. I don't care what I'm going to be sitting on, whether there'll be grass in heaven or sitting on a cloud. I don't know. Don't care. I want to sit at the feet of my Savior's. I want to hold hands or put my arms around those that have gone on before me that I've loved here in this world that we can once again unite together and song and praise unto our God like no other time. We laugh and we tease about singing and how bad we are and so on and so forth and we can't carry a tune in a bucket if we had a lid on it. But we're reminded I'm a child of the King. He loves me. 
He died for me. And not only that, he made it real in my heart. I know it to be true. You don't ask me how I know. It's like that song, you don't know how, you ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. That's all that counts, really, is that I know. In the book of Acts, chapter 20, And verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Beloved, we can't say it enough. It needs to echo from the hills, the highways, to the valleys, to every point in all of this world, from the north to the south, the east to the west, all it needs to be echoed to a lost and a dying world, he purchased with his own blood me. Behold, the day of salvation is here. We see the signs of the times all around us. Sin is abounding. Everywhere you look and you turn, they care nothing but for self. And the fleshly, earthly trinkets are things in this world. Now you tell me why a man in his right mind in his 80s would want to try and rule this country. He should be serving if he's saved. And that's, he's Catholic, I think, if I remember right. Whether he's saved or not, I don't know. That's in God's hand. But why not be serving God? Every preacher you talk to, when they retire, they say, you know, uh, from that earthly job that he's had to do in order to feed his family and, you know, do the things, we don't put any more work into preaching and teaching and reading and studying and singing than, than we did when we was working. And beloved, we ought to have more time. We joke about it, but we ought to have more time. We ought to make more time. We ought to set a time every morning, if you've got to set an alarm clock to do it, to read, and I know I fail. But there's too much noise in this old world. I preached a message on noise over at Midland. There's a lot of noise. I guarantee you if the Lord seemed fit to turn the lights out, to shut the power down in this building here, the sight, if we could get everybody to quit talking, it would be the silence would be golden. It's quiet down at the plant. We had we was in there with all these big machines running and all this thing and grunting and growling and squealing and carrying on. And when the power went off, we had a big transformer that fed the whole plant, blew up. It sounded like a cannon going off, and it went, whoo. And there's nothing but quiet. Beloved, there's voices in this world that would love nothing more than to draw your attention away from the things of God. It's everywhere. There's noises. Beloved, most people have a panic attack if her phone goes ding. I didn't say ring because generally it takes one little tone. Ding. And then they're running like crazy looking for that thing. We need to have an hour 
This is just a suggestion on my part. Maybe we ought to, as a family, have an hour when we turn everything off and we sit down and we read and study and maybe even discuss the Word of God. We need to make time. Now, I know this is sort of straying off course a little bit, but I believe they're important. If we're going to survive, we need Him. We need His Word. Now, I'm not talking about eternity. I'm talking about our walk here on this earth. We need Him. Truly, we must understand. We must pause. And I encourage you tonight. He purchased me with His blood. No greater sacrifice can a man do than he lay down his life for his friend. Our Lord, our friend, our Creator, the great I Am, seen fit to lay down his life to pay our sin debt upon the cross of Calvary. Beloved, I never get tired of saying those words. We will have the victory in the end. The world may laugh, they may scoff, but we are given victory. It is assured and it's promised from our God. Truly, we must this very hour is making heavenly noise. Our Lord is making intercession for our sins for we fail him even in this robe of flesh. We commit every day every hour every moment we pray Lord strengthen me enable me teach me and give me strength to declare these things that they are so and that they are heard in this world in which we live. In the book of Romans, chapter 8. Romans, chapter 8. And verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again who is even at the right hand of the Father, who also maketh intercession for us. See, we set, get up and we say a, a lot of things when we preach. The desire that God has given me that every point that I make, I give a scripture. Therefore, they are not rebelling against what that old Baptist preacher had to say, but they're rebelling against God's word. The final authority is that God has said and he has promised he's making intercession right now. Because maybe we have allowed our minds to wander. We maybe turned to the wrong or told you the wrong passage of scripture. Beloved, we fail. But we must persevere. We must follow him. We must be strong in what is called faith. We must be able to share with the world the great love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In him, there is victory. Fear not, child of God. 
for we will have victory. It's ours. He has promised. But even a greater victory is yet to come when we leave this old world behind or in the presence of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother.